0: This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. Spider. That's right. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. You got to get on there, you guys. We have got some super exciting stuff launching I mean this month so i will not tell you yet but we're constantly growing it's amazing what's going on on there the beat source curators are Working on these playlists 24 hours a day, putting up so much stuff, all kinds of new music is constantly getting ingested into the system. So at this point, I mean, you can use Link, you could DJ off the cloud, you can put it on your computer, you can make playlists yourself, you can go through the curated playlists that are great of all genres, old, new, everything. Plus, it's integrated into your favorite software, hardware, with more to come. Get on there, beatsource.com. I love it. You will love it, too. Um, And you guys, you're the best. Thank you. You guys have been rocking with me. This is the 40th episode. We got so much more coming down the pipeline of amazing guests and amazing things to talk about. I love hearing the feedback from you guys. About everything. Um, hit me and let me know what's happening. Like, as this quarantine goes on, some parts of the world and some parts of the US are reopening, and LA, where we are, is going through different things. So, hit me on DM at DJ Spider on Instagram, um, or find me on Twitch at DJ Spider, and let me know what's going on in your area. I'd love to kind of spread the news. I know I saw this week alone, I saw. Um, you know, I do a lot of parties for the movie companies, Netflix, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. And I saw this week they're starting to come back and bring DJs to do drive-in uh, drive-in gigs, which is nuts. You know, so I saw Michelle Pesh, Daisy O'Dell, um, Bella Fiasco, Tendaji Lathan, MOS, a bunch of dope people are all going out and doing these um, drive-in movie premiere for your consideration kind of party so it's amazing to see the way the event industry and the different industries are adapting to this new normal and what's going to happen going forward Um, so much exciting stuff as well as all the twitch streams and everything that's been going on online a lot of great music coming out so um peep the episode you'll hear more about it and uh i now i want to introduce you to our guest of the week This is someone that I've known for a really long time Someone that is One of the most well rounded DJs I know, I mean this person can Cut, scratch Play all genres Of music, he can read The crowd, he can He really does it all From a re- hes hes He can DJ any type of thing But also his musical Knowledge is unbelievable I mean he's a record collector He's got You know, if you want to ask him about Dilla stuff, he knows everything. But besides that, he's just very, very knowledgeable. He also is a music teacher of DJ stuff at Point Blank Music School. He's in a group called Pools with V-Mike B. Um, He used to be on Deckstar, one of the original members, uh, handpicked by DJ AM. He has... You know, done everything from Vegas and the bottle service clubs to the do-over and the coolest underground parties, toured all around. He is originally from the Bay, but holds down some of the dopest uh, spots in L.A., and beyond does dope special events. He won a three style. I mean, this dude has done it all. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Um, I feel like we tackled a lot of things. We told some funny stories, but also I got him to kind of do some self-reflection and, and I learned a lot from him. He, he said some quotes today that are going to stick with me going forward and I think they'll stick with you. And we talk about everything from physical health to mental health to what's happening during this quarantine to what's going to happen after and before streaming, of course, we talk about, and a lot of other really important and interesting things. So without further ado, please give it up for DJ Morse Code. Let's get into it. Morse Code is in the building on the 20 podcast. What up, Morse Code? Hey, how you doing? hey, hey, hey. what's up, DJ Spider? <laughs> what's up? morse code yo great to have you finally on the 20 podcast my dude um stoked to be here yes really excited to have you on um i feel like i was just with you because um like a lot of other djs we were on twitch to the wee hours (laughs) um i caught you you've been doing these late night streams and uh i mean all types of stuff on there but you started a late night stream last night I caught your stream, and then we like raided into someone else, which then raided into someone else, and like so much stuff happened.
1: Yeah, I was about to, I was about to raid the homie arcade, Um, and then King Most raided me, <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny because I was like, "All right, you guys, it's been so fun. You guys are the best." You know, like, let's keep this thing going. Like, all right, we're going to raid Arcade. And then, boom, like, as I was typing in his name, I got raided. And I was like, oh, okay. You guys want me to keep going? And then sometimes it's really fun, like, when you get raided to kind of, like, pose the question to the audience. Like, what do you guys want me to do, you know? Right. Um, And DJ Delve was in there. Shout out to DJ Delve. Yeah. Um, I was super stoked that he was hanging with us last night. He's, like, such an awesome music head. And he was like, he knows I have a bunch of like unreleased Dilla stuff and just like, you know, a a gang of Dilla Dilla things. Yeah. And so he was like, dude, play some Dilla. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And then I played for like another almost like two more hours. Um, And it was super fun because I was like playing like original samples and talking about like, "Okay, listen really closely. Here's the part that he flipped. And I was going back and forth between the sample and the track and then you know, being like, oh, he sampled two different parts of this track, like listen to this later part and like breaking it all down. Um, and it was, it was super fun. Just like, like it was almost like, uh, I don't know, some, some type of like class or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. teaching a class where I get to drink the whole time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a really good class for the teacher (laughs) and the student.
1: (laughs) For sure. Um, The teacher's just getting wasted and talking about all kinds of wild stuff. But yeah, it was super fun. Then we raided Arcade. And the best part is the same thing happened to Arcade. He's like killing it, and then he's like, you guys, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about winding it down. And he put up like a loading screen that's like, you know, wait for the raid, like here we go. Yeah. And I guess he does, he, like, I like to kind of announce who I'm gonna raid or kind of open up, you know, a question like, who you guys want to raid? Yeah. He, I guess, he keeps it a surprise. so the heat, this graphic goes up. He's like, he's like, wait for the raid. Here it comes. And then all of a sudden you hear him just go, Oh, Oh my God. He's like (laughs) fashion. Oh my God. Fashion and fashion brought in like a whole bunch of people into his room. So then he kept going. It was just awesome, man. And then like at a certain point I was just like, I'm passing out. You guys, (laughs) this has been a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know I was in there and then, and then we went to uh a, and then he ended up raiding um, DJ as is and Amazing. like as is was in the middle of doing like body rolls for like some dare or something that had happened on his stream. And th- those people saw that and they were like, what, are we, <laughs> what did we just enter? What dimension? You know, and uh, I mean, it was just it's crazy. It's just crazy. All the connections yeah. that are being built um, online in the same way where. We used to be like, all right, yo, my, the homies DJing at this bar or this spot. I gotta go support him. I'm gonna try to make it over there. And and in LA, if you make it to three spots in one night, that's a big accomplishment. Because yeah. getting across town, getting in, out, talking to the people, having the drink, you know, all that it just takes forever. And then they're yeah. kicking people out before two in the morning. So right. and no one gets there till eleven thirty PM. So it's like, you know, everything with Twitch, we can like go support each other's things and meet people and yeah, just have this, uh, new, new world. And I know for everyone listening out there, we've been talking about Twitch a lot every episode, (laughs) but it's something that a lot of us are dealing with. But, uh, if you're not a huge Twitch person, uh, you can fast forward. We're going to talk about a lot of other stuff too, (laughs) but, but I feel like there's just so much to talk about. Like we spoke before the podcast even started and we were, um, just saying so many interesting things from, from that stream and all the rating and stuff just from last night alone and how I feel like, like producers have come into, have been able to collaborate with the, the new internet, you know, the way they can like someone makes loops, then they send it to another producer and that producer makes a beat. And then that producer has a hookup to someone that knows this person. And now producers can from around the world can collaborate on beats and have productions and djs haven't been able to do that as much you know i remember like jco would do super seven and he'd have like you on for 10 minutes me on for 10 minutes things like that 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 in a way was so shout to jco the original raider um yeah but 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 we haven't been able to collaborate like that and now Mm. it's like we can meet people from around the world check out their streams become friends and even like last night i figured you and arcade had known each other you're both from the bay area and you tell me no we just met on there and i figured he yeah. knew head- headliner music people like eric deluxe in five but no they just met and it's cool how we can all develop real relationships and you know like see each other's skills and share music with each other on yeah. there like that
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel obligated, first of all, to say sorry to anybody who's not, you know, involved or like as into Twitch at this point. Um, You know, I would encourage people if they haven't already to to explore it because it's obviously really fun and, you know, all the rage right now. But it's funny because I feel like I sound like a crazy person all the time now because people that aren't on Twitch are like, I'll just be talking to them or they'll hit me up. Like, what have you been up to? And I'm just like, dude, people were throwing bits and then we got <laughs> raided. And there was like all these subs and people are like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so that already is hilarious. I know. But yeah, um, the networking aspect is insane. I mean, just discovering like-minded people, um, you know, popping in on somebody. I mean, even with raids, cause like you'll be hanging out somewhere, like watching somebody, you know, and then they'll raid somebody you don't know. And you're watching for like 10, 15 minutes and you're like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. how did I never know about this person? And right, so all the, the networking that started to happen, I mean, yeah, like I've been making a lot of new friends and, you know, half the time it's like maybe somebody I heard their name before, but I hadn't had a chance to check them out. And now I get to do that or just literally people I never met. Um, where, you know, someone, like I said, either rated them or they got recommended to me like, Oh, you should definitely check this person out. And, you know, it's definitely, uh, I have to like periodically remind myself to like take breaks and like go for a walk around the block because I'm pretty much like either DJing on Twitch or watching Twitch, like a huge chunk of every day. It does Um, seem,
0: it is. I think set up to be addictive for certain, yeah. ca- you know, people because no one spends that long on a social media platform normally. I mean, yeah. it's pretty crazy, but I understand it. I have the same feeling, you know. It's um yeah. it, it's crazy, but I think it's cool to be able, like, like we were saying, to to be able to collaborate. Like you just DJed on DJ Marvel's Stream Team, so basically, yeah. you just DJed. For in Vancouver, in a way, you know what I mean. Like you're repping a Vancouver person's stream. Shout to DJ Marvel. You Mm -hmm. were on someone else's stream. You just told me you got booked for what NYC Dope's stream coming up. Yeah,
1: DJ Kosi's birthday tomorrow. They just added me to the lineup. Those another example of like incredible people that I met through Twitch. Um, They started like originally on Thursdays and Sundays, and they've now added a Tuesday party to the mix. Incredible DJs from New York, um, and yeah, they just added me to DJ Kosi's birthday party tomorrow. It's like DJ Spina, Excel, myself, starting from scratch, like crazy that's lineup.
0: Crazy, that's huge. I know,
1: <laughs> it's wild, yeah. right?
0: And how dope um, is that? Like, obviously, probably you could connect with them. They big like, if you're in New York, hit us. Maybe we could get you on the lineup. But like this way, we can all collab. And yeah. who, you know, I and I know a lot of the Twitch conversation has been like, "Where's all this gonna go?" And yeah. Twitch is going to keep going and, and everybody has their, their um, or like streaming will keep going for DJs and everyone has their opinions. But it doesn't even matter in a way, like I hope it keeps going and we do it. But if not, we're building these relationships where then hopefully next time you're in New York and they're doing that party for real, maybe you're booked on there. Or, you know, the, the people that we're building with around the world, you know, Brazil, yeah. people in Asia, people in Europe, all over America, Canada, Latin America. I mean, it's crazy.
1: I want to start doing more streams earlier in the day.
0: <laughs> I feel I like
1: I have, yet to, I have yet to actually start one like before um, five or maybe like I think Mar- up for Marvel as I got on at four yesterday. Um, but yeah, um, what I was going to say with regards to, you know, where's this all heading? I mean, talk about like trust the process, right? It's like we're already in a situation in our everyday lives of like one day at a time. You know, there's so much unknown right now going on. And I just feel like trusting the process with Twitch and collaborating, like you're saying, is just an extension of that, you know? So it's literally one day at a time, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of went into all this, like not with too much of a plan. I just like started kind of streaming and feeling it out and just hit the ground running, you know? So, um, every day is something different, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I like and, I like yeah, the the spontaneous uh, element of it too. You know what I mean? Just kind of deciding, like, you know what? I think I'm gonna hop on and just kind of see what happens. You know?
0: Yeah, and being able to interact, it, 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 people are inter- able to interact with the DJ like they never have before. And it's not annoying. Mm-hmm. It's not like someone's coming up in your ear and you're like, oh, get away from <laughs> me. Like, it's cool. You know? And they, the, yeah, the, the people are smart on there and like nice yeah. and yeah the interactions are genuine and like fulfilling. It like fill you up with like knowledge and ideas a lot of the time, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's super inspirational, like on such a consistent basis on a wildly consistent basis. Um, and yeah, it's great. It's like, you know, I think for some people when they're first starting out, they're a little bit unsure about the like interaction, um, amounts or levels or, you know, do I want to talk on the mic or do I want to talk to people? And then I feel like you start to kind of get in this rhythm. I mean, everybody has different preferences, you know, but yeah. you start to get in this kind of rhythm of like interaction. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really great because you're able to kind of retain so much more information than <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, like yelling at one another in a club, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know. And especially like for, you know, people like yourself or me who have been DJing for a minute <laughs> and yeah. spending a lot of time in loud clubs and bars for a minute. It's pretty nice to like, you know, not have that element, take a break from that element um, and to be able to just like keep it nice and chill at home, um, you know, and still like, you know, get you know, like flex when you DJ and, and perform, but yeah. in this really laid back environment, you know.
0: Totally. Yeah. And not have to do like the loud environment sign language of like, oh, yeah, to- good, bad. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a major silver lining for sure is uh, taking a little break from all that.
0: Yeah. One thing I've seen people are struggling with is um, trying to wear a different T-shirt every time, which uh, I think I saw a <laughs> track and maybe Jay Espinosa or someone tweeting about that. But that's uh it turns out. <laughs> A huge problem that DJs are dealing with now. Uh, the it's t-shirt. hilarious. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: yeah. thinking, what if you just print seven shirts and they have the day of the week on it, and so you're just like, "Yo, this is my Monday, dog. I've got it right here. Monday. Okay, we're in." <laughs> and then you don't have to think, and this is, you, you can wash them, get them out there. That's that's yeah. an idea. I'm giving that to you guys. <laughs> oh wow, thank
1: you. Yeah, I definitely got my like rotation, and it's pretty funny. Like, I just like. Look inside my closet, and I'm just like, "All right, which black T-shirt today?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Come on!" I mean, at this point, everyone's seeing inside of our house. We're not going shopping that much, so we're yeah. just wearing. A- unless Marvel sends us endless homie Depot shirts, we're just going to be wearing the same. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marvel and yeah. Zach, Zach, the the DJ merch peeps.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly admirable. Admirable. Yeah. Um, you know the merch aspect. Um, as it were, actually, I was uh, starting to talk to my girlfriend DJ Ivy, who uh, is a fashion designer oh, um, by day and DJ by night. <laughs> I know she she's
0: and, uh, the hardest working person.
1: Oh my god, hustles um, like none other. And uh, yeah, we've been talking about maybe adding a little merch to to the uh, streaming situation here. You should.
0: So, you should. Yeah. I definitely think so, you should.
1: hopefully pretty soon I'll be able to rock like a home
0: time t-shirt
1: live yeah. on
0: air. <laughs> I mean, I would rock one for sure. I'll buy one. Cool. I guess it's just a- off topic for a second, is it um, weird having two DJs in a relationship?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like you're, you're definitely not the only one that's, that's uh, asked me that. Um, it's fantastic. I mean, I, I feel like we just kind of like we make it work. We just, we balance each other out really well. Um, yeah. You know, obviously like communication is key. Like all the all the textbook things that people say about just relationship stuff is is all you know the same. Yes. Um it's just like, yeah, I think it's like a balanced thing, you know? I think our tastes balance each other out. And then like when we kind of like feel inclined to DJ, it's like at different times they kind of balance each other out. Um from the start, I was like really uh I really wanted to do a Sunday party. And Ivy wanted to do Saturdays. So that just kind of worked. Yeah. Um, And then she's so busy during the week that, you know, we're able to like have our space, you know what I mean? And just kind of like do her own thing. Um, So yeah, it just kind of, it works in the end, you know? Um, Good to know. There's, there's like, you know, there's the occasional like, uh, Oh, Oh, you were thinking about playing today. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like little, (laughs) little moments like that, you know, like obviously occur. Um, or like just little things like, uh, oh, you wanna you wanna use the studio right now? I, I was about to work on that remix, but um, that's cool. I'll, I'll uh I'll go do something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like stuff like that, right? Um, so yeah, it all works at in, at the end of the day.
0: That's funny. That's it's like two actors or something. You have to just like <laughs> set up the the framework for it to work. But I mean, it seems like it would be dope. Um, yeah. What about um, just being in quarantine yourself, like? Is there anything you've learned about yourself having, being forced to take this break, you know, from being out? (laughs) I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, being
1: at the age that I'm at, it kinda like ties back into what I was just talking about. Like, I can't really imagine what it would be like, for example, to be like in your early 20s or something right now. I would imagine like, you know, people at that age feeling like way more like stir crazy. Right. Um, but the way that I feel, to be perfectly honest, is like I was like built for this time or something, <laughs> because it's like, oh, so wait, I'm supposed to stay home like with all my records and work on music and like DJ all the time, like, um, yeah, I think I could do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, so I mean, you know, obviously it was weird at first, and yeah. just like everybody else, you know, there was like that big period of adjustment um but yeah you know i just try to stay in a in a good routine i try to like you know get outside and go for hikes and stuff and um exercise and whatnot and more or less eat healthy you know yeah um and then just literally dedicate the rest of my time to all this music stuff you know and yeah it's definitely like put a battery in my back i'll tell you that much because you know i think to some degree the routine before was had gotten a little stale for me yeah um i think i was admittedly in a little bit of like a holding pattern um just you know like week in week out kind of the same routine um and i loved like you know the majority of places i dj at, i really liked um right. but you know i think there was just like yeah just dealing with certain things like um having to cater to certain crowds, sometimes feeling like I wasn't able to fully be myself. Um, And this has like reinvigorated that aspect of what I do so much, because I just feel a lot more inclined to like take risks creatively. Um, And you know, I was like, just like, I'm sure everybody feels to some degree at first, I was a little unsure at first oh, man, like, you know, if I play this song, like, is everybody going to leave the stream? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just kind of, like, you know, took a leap of faith. Um, And, again, just trusting the process. And, you know, sure enough, it's, like, it feels like, you know, building this great core group of, like, quality over quantity type situations of, like, the heads, you know what I mean? The people that really come in, especially with these vinyl sets that I've been doing lately man, you know, people just come out of the woodwork like, oh, like, you know, dang, where, I've been trying to find that record for years. Like, where'd you get it? And like, these natural um, conversations just occur, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and I've been really inspired by um, certain DJs I've been seeing um, on Twitch that are playing a lot of vinyl. In particular, shout out to DJ Epic out of Sacramento. Man, His, that's like one of my favorite uh, streams right right now. Yeah, he's
0: um, dope. I follow his. He's, he's on all times of the night and day too. Oh yeah, he's like, he's on
1: non-stop. And there's, there's another person like, did not know him before. Yeah, same. Um, you know, and like Sacramento, shout out to Sacramento. He does, uh, he was doing Motown on Mondays uh, up there. But his show is incredible. Like, so many dope records and some stuff I have, all kinds of stuff I don't have. Yeah. And like, I watch his show, like, for you know, an hour or two hours at a time, and then I just run to my records and start digging. You know, like oh, I can't wait to put together the next set. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that that leap of faith is is real important for for anybody who might be questioning. You know, is it worth it um, to take creative risks? I say a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, do you? You know what I mean? Like this is the time of doing you. If there ever was a time, this is the time. Yes. Right now.
0: No question. Yeah. That's so true. Um, Yeah, well, so, and and leading up to this time, like you said, we were getting complacent, potentially. We had been kind of doing the same thing, even though there was some new stuff over and over. And, like, I know when the pandemic hit, you were DJing a bunch of really dope bars where you could still take risks and play dope shit but um you were doing that you're you're what you still are but you were putting out music um with the mike b you guys have a group called pools um and we'll talk more about that in a little bit i know you have (laughs) some things brewing with that which is pretty dope and um but you were also teaching djing at point blank Mm -hmm. music school right yeah and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but you were, a. T- I remember talk, we've known each other a long time for everybody watching this and we can get <laughs> into the history, but, um, you were a teacher before you were a full-time DJ or at the same time, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I graduated college and then was like kind of trying to figure out the next move. It's like, it's like the classic story where like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to be a DJ now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, uh, it doesn't really work that way, you know? Right. So, um, I had, I had actually saved up to buy my first pair of turntables back in the day from working as a camp counselor in the summertime at the Jewish community center in San Francisco, where I'm originally from. And so I just, yeah, like I always like working with kids. Like it just, you know, suited me. And so when I graduated college, I learned that you didn't have to have like a full on uh, teaching degree to teach at private schools in San Francisco. And so I, uh, basically got, had like a paid internship, um, at this private school in San Francisco, um, where the program is based around, you know, training and kind of getting that future teacher like situated with their, you know, their next move. Right. Um, but there's still a little like breathing room there. So it wasn't necessarily that I went into the program thinking, Oh, by the time this is over, I'm going to be a full-time DJ. It was just basically, you know, I always, I always look back at it as the only time in my life where I could have possibly slept as little as I did because um, I was teaching, um, you know, like second and third graders wow. um, all day and then going out every night practically in San Francisco to different clubs and bars to go check out different DJs and like, you know, like the, the age old story of like, well, how do you get into DJing? like. Well, it all starts with going out, you know, yeah, Um, and hanging out with people. And so I was literally like doing that almost every night. You know, I don't know, sleeping like four or five hours a night, and then going and teaching. Definitely could not do that now. (laughs) No way, right? Um, But by the time that that two year program was was done, um, you know, they were kind of like, okay, so or about a year and a half through, they were like okay, so, uh, you know, what kind of schools do you want to start looking at to, like, teach at? And I was like, yeah, so the thing about that is, uh, I'm actually gonna be a DJ now. (laughs) And they were like, (laughs) you know, they were like, stoked for me. I I think that they were, they were maybe a little disappointed, because they liked me as a teacher, and they wanted me to, you know, keep that going. But the whole time that I was in that program, like I said, I was just like going out and networking, and I was, I was starting to get DJ gigs. Right. Um, and by the time it was up, I was literally getting some of my first really big breaks. I was starting to make connections with people in LA. I think that I met you literally like I don't know, maybe six months after that or something like that. Really? Um, yeah. Like it was right around that time. Like pretty much, I finished that program. Actually, there was a little bit of space in between. Um, <laughs> I my buddy got me a job at this like DVD warehouse in Oakland. <laughs> Um, where I was like filing like it was like um uh, imported like um DVDs like uh martial arts and like Japanese animation and stuff. Anyways, <laughs> that's a whole other story for another time. But I was working there and I was still, you know, very active and uh, recording a lot more mixtapes and stuff around that time and then getting like mixed CDs just distributed, starting to get them distributed outside of San Francisco. Shout out to Turntable Lab, the first uh website to ever distribute any, any of my mixes and then yeah like the ball just kind of started rolling and so I left teaching behind and I just like dove into the the full-time DJing thing and moved to LA in 2007 and so yes now I've come Crazy. full circle
0: yeah well yeah, yeah it's funny how because I, I know teaching's like been in your blood in a way you know what I mean yeah. and it was part yeah. and, and I've heard you talk about it over the years and then when I heard you saying you were Go, you know, going to be teaching at Point Blank, I'm like, oh, that's actually amazing because it's perfect for you. You know, like that's something yeah. you've always done and I know you're good at. Um, so how long, <laughs> how long had you been teaching at Point Blank before like you had to take a break for this?
1: Well, you know, what was funny is I actually attended Point Blank first as a student because uh, it was around 2016, I decided that I wanted to really bolster my Ableton knowledge Um, I learned Ableton in a very sort of like crude amateur type of way. Um, everything in, in, in the arrangement, um, view, like just like drag and drop. Um, I was like making entire songs like that. i never used session view or clips or anything like that. And I was like, you know what? I want to just like take everything I know and really add onto it and, you know, really properly kind of like, like step up my, my, um, my set. And I went there, I took this amazing class from Ableton class from uh, my buddy Tom, who goes by the name Swetson Clank, incredible producer. Um, and it's, you know, I live so close to Max Senate Studios, where Point Blank LA is located. And I just really liked the vibe there. Like it was, it was really, uh, it was like laid back, like it was very, like I was learning a ton, but it was just like the vibe of the building and the neighborhood and stuff. It just felt like. I don't know. I just had a cool vibe to it. And yeah. so uh, my friend Jesse actually owns the building and I started talking to him. Um, well, he, he actually approached me and said, we're thinking about adding a DJ section to the school. They didn't even have a DJ class at that point. He's like, if, and when we do, would you be interested in teaching? I know you have a teaching background. And I had also done, um, some stuff with Tina T with a camp spinoff. So I said, uh, of course, you know what I mean? That, that sounds great. Um, and sure enough, like a year and a half or something like that later on uh, 2017, um, is when I started teaching at point blank. Um, and it started off with, you know, it was very mellow. I just, I wanted to kind of like start slow and see how it felt. And I just started off with like, um, a class every Wednesday, which was perfect for like the, like working DJ schedule. Yeah. Um, and then as the school is like, kind of just start starting to build more and more, they asked me if I wanted to add more classes and I did. and up until when the pandemic hit, I was, you know, fully going for it, like teaching three classes a week, um, and we had actually just added um, uh, the first advanced class, which was really cool because I had basically just been teaching the standard, just kind of like you know, introduction to DJing class for a couple of years, and then I had my first group of like advanced uh, students who I I had taught in the like beginner class and then um, was able to start exploring some more advanced techniques with them, which was really cool. Um, all the cliche things that people say about teaching are 100% true with regards to like, you never stop learning yourself, you know, even as the teacher. Um, I'd be learning stuff from my students all the time, or yeah. just watch them do certain things and be like, whoa, I never thought about that that way. Or, you know, I would encourage them to come up with like certain routines or ideas, and they would just knock it out the park which would then inspire me to, you know, step my game up. So it's just like this great, like perpetuating, you know, cycle of, of goodness. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, is super bummer to, to have to uh, pause that for now. We were maybe going to uh,
0: be back in August, but then, you know, uh, we got to, Keep kind of waiting to see what happens and well we're both in la and la is like the most shut down place i feel like of anywhere at this point (laughs) yeah yeah and we might there's been
1: some talk of of adding some virtual stuff to the mix i'm just not the biggest proponent of that um i'm just very hands-on and what i've noticed in the classroom too is like there's the curriculum and then there's like my interpretation of the curriculum and then there's just me like you know messing around like Okay, let's all take a break, and then I just start like, you know, playing a record or doing something that's not even in the lesson that day, and then the students are like, "Wait, what's that? What are you doing?" Or like, "What was right. that scratch you just did?" And so that's the way I teach, you know. And so it's kind of tough to to make that happen virtually, um, but uh, this is actually now a good time to plug on the twenty sixth on August twenty sixth. It's a Wednesday at six p.m. PST. I'm going to be doing a um, a virtual masterclass for Point Blank um, where they're gonna be uh, the manager of the school and the head of curriculum are gonna interview me um, and I'm just gonna talk about what my experience has been like streaming um, oh, and just talk about like you know what kind of equipment I use and how I make it work the irony to me being that I use some pretty uh, old equipment <laughs> <laughs> but but
0: I, I but think yeah. that's that's actually encouraging. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. thing when you watch these YouTube tutorials and they're like, "We've got you know thousands of dollars worth of equipment. You can make this work any yeah. way you need to." You know what I mean? Just to get it out there.
1: Yeah, and that, I mean that's been that's been one of the most remarkable things about this whole experience is like we started out streaming on Instagram, which I always laugh about now because it feels like it was like years ago.
0: <laughs> I know it's so weird. <laughs> You
1: know, like in the olden times, um, you know, but we just started out with like basic stuff. Like we got the cable to have direct sound into the phone for Instagram. And we were like, Oh my God, like we're killing it. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, that was like this huge revelation because we started just like a lot of people with like a speaker in the room, you know? Um, and then, so, so that was like a huge breakthrough. And then when it came time to switch over to Twitch, we were like, okay, how are we going to do this? And Ivy has like an older laptop. Um, and we we're like, uh, this thing's pretty old. Like, is it going to work? And you know, we, we set it up and put all the settings to run properly for an older laptop. And yeah. it's, it's been this incredible workhorse for us. And I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now, but <laughs> it's been great. And, uh, you know, just, it's so much of it is like learning as you go. I mean, as, as you know, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, whatever you've got laying around the house, that's, that's kind of what it felt like for us. You know, we, we just kind of started making a list and sure we've ordered a couple things here and there, but by no means have we broken the bank, like, you know, going crazy ordering stuff. Like we just, we took what we have and we, you know, configured it just right to be able to do this and you know if it ain't broke don't fix it <laughs> i know
0: i think that's more important information to the people that are going to hear you talk than even yeah. this is all 5000 dollars worth of stuff you need you know right yeah um, so yeah i mean i think i think that's great you know and and that was something i was going to ask you about is that like is there a way that you can uh, i know a lot of people are taking their business ventures or what they're doing, even this podcast virtual and having to figure out a way to do it. And I didn't know if that was something you were going to do with the teaching, but uh, I guess August 26th will be your first (laughs) foray into that. But I mean, you could even make, you know, I assume your students and people, I mean, you could make YouTube videos or a YouTube video about how you and Ivy made it happen. And I bet you'd get a ton of people that want to see that because how many people around the world want to stream and think they need all this stuff. And you're like, no, we made it work with this and this. And I think that that's, you know, that's uh, something to think about, but that's some content you can put out there to teach people that I think a lot of people would appreciate, you know, and I think you're, you're a good teacher. So, um, it could be cool to continue that on just like you're doing and, you know, do more. Um,
1: Absolutely. Like I'm going to let this masterclass on the 26th kind of just be like, yeah, like you said, like the first foray into it and kind of allow that to kind of dictate, you know, what happens next. Right. Um, Once again, you know, one day at a time. Trust the process. Yeah, right? trust
0: the process. Go into it. For all you know, you do that, and it's like, oh, this is worse than I thought, or this is amazing. I could actually do this, and then the people can hear me. And because I mean, I yeah. go in sometimes to the beat junkies ones and hang with them, and you know, everybody has oh, their own method of how they're doing so, it. So
1: so good, man. Shout out to way. those guys. Yeah, those guys are incredible, man. Yeah, I mean, we all know we've all known for a really long time that they're incredible. But of course, in that particular aspect with what they're doing, like that's been so inspirational. Yeah. Um. as a teacher to see what they're doing man I mean right just sharing the knowledge you know what I mean they were like they've always been like these like superheroes you know what I mean there's and yeah. for years there was like so much like mystique and mystery around like so much of the stuff they do and yeah for them to kind of like shift in this direction of like starting to like share you know this knowledge and um, that's been super inspirational and really great and I've been meaning I'll tell you one thing I've been meaning at some point to like sign up for some of those or like take, take something. You know what I really want to take is like, I want to take a scratch class from D styles. Yeah. And I mean on some nerd shit. Yeah. He, uh, he scratches regular. I feel like so, so many guys are so many scratch DJs that I look up to are hamster.
0: I know. Same. Um, and I do and regular. D styles,
1: too. Yeah. And D styles is regular. So I'm like, I'm obsessed. I mean, he's always been my favorite, but I'm obsessed with watching him scratch cause he's regular. So I I'm know. like, I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, whatever it is, like, triple-click flares, like, I know. regular. You know. Yeah, <laughs> my brain
0: can, like, understand it a little bit better than the backwards yeah. mode. I'm like, I can't do hamster. Yeah,
1: yeah so, I know. Like, I mean, I, like, there's so many hamster uh, cats that I love, but, but, yeah, there is this element of, like, oh, man, I'm never going to understand that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's just nuts. I know. Yeah. I mean, in regards to, like, understanding that, like, does, as a teacher, does teaching DJing help you understand and articulate things about DJing that you hadn't before? Or oh, think about uh, it in another absolutely, way? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it basically forces me to step inside the brain of somebody that's, that's learning how to do this stuff. You know what I right. mean? And it makes me certainly like, not take for granted the amount of just sort of like foundational um information that i'm carrying around with me all the time you know what i mean yeah. um but but like i was saying before like all the stuff people say about teaching is true because it changes your perspective it, it makes you um yeah have to rethink things and the structure of how you learn things and you end up learning a lot even from somebody watching somebody make mistakes because there's like happy accidents you know yeah so i'll be like teaching somebody basic scratching techniques and like, okay, let's try to get that, you know, that transform um, cleaned up a bit. And then they'll be like flaring by accident. You know what I mean? Because they're yeah. going backwards. And I'm like watching and I'm like,
0: that's dope. <laughs> you
1: know <what> I mean? <laughs> Just stuff like that. I'm like, this person has no idea what they're even doing. But the happy accident is like this super funky, like weird flare, half flare, half transform combo. You know what I mean? So it sparks something in my brain where I want to go try to like, emulate that later and see if I can somehow like stumble on it myself. You know what I mean? So yeah, constantly uh, it constantly changes my perspective for sure.
0: Yeah. That's so dope. I think as a teacher, you, yeah, almost like you'll, you learn more about yourself and the mistakes can lead to other ideas and, and, and exactly forcing yourself to have to explain something that you just kind of quote unquote, know already. Yeah, makes it so different you know yeah i mean it's certainly been
1: a lot of adjustment because for i'm you know i'm sure for yourself for me like we kind of taught ourselves you know what i mean yeah totally because we were like from the era of watching vhs tapes of battles exactly yeah and then like it was like and like pre-serato so like you would go to a show and you'd be like what is that song they're playing like i don't know yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> like
0: I didn't know what they wait. were doing. I mean, I remember like- going in the 90s, and I and they'd be up on a thing, and the music was coming out. And I was like, what are they doing? Like, what's back there? Like, when <laughs> yeah. I finally saw, I was like, turntables. And I was like, oh, they're doing that thing that I saw the people in, like, Run DMC doing? You know, it was like my brain yeah. couldn't even, like, comprehend it. Like, there was no yeah. internet to look up or YouTube video. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so different. Yeah, and I mean... So it, it can be
1: trippy sometimes how like when you reflect upon your own experience and you're like, okay, so I basically taught myself yeah. from, from literally just like watching and listening and practicing. Yep. And then it wasn't until like years later that you actually start to meet some of your heroes and potentially collaborate with them. And then you're kind of just like, oh yeah, this is just like how it works. Right And then, with the teaching thing it's like no, it's not how it works. You actually are in a position to you know really help people like speed up that that same process that you went through. you can really expedite that for someone else yeah um and not only that, but then when I see students of mine like collaborating with one another, um you know it's like all the all the fields
2: <laughs> right, all
1: the like I, I get really proud and you know, it really speaks to like the, the power of collaboration and all that good stuff. So.
0: Right. That, that was actually one of my next questions. Like, um, have any of your students done something dope. I remember going to, I think it was your birthday party or something at the front stuff. And one of your interns or students or something was playing. (laughs) And I'm like, what's this, what's this, this is dope. I need this edit. This kid's dope. You know what I mean? So have you had situations like that?
1: I was jokingly calling in my intern that night. I think I (laughs) was like, Drunk on my birthday, and I'm like, This is my intern, bud.
0: (laughs) Right. And it was like, so it was one of those so loud situations where I didn't know, even know what we were saying. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that's uh, my buddy Kenny. Uh, He now goes by Ken Vino. Um, And he's super dope. Like, he is. uh, Oh, there's my little battery thing. (laughs) All right. Okay. I'm down to 20%, but I think
0: 20%, people (laughs) about to get in the real (laughs) questions now.
1: But yeah, uh, Ken Vino, um, he is a sick producer. Uh, he makes really dope edits and he's a sick DJ like, and he was like, hands down one of the most talented students I, I ever had to the point where I was almost like, like, why are you here? (laughs) Right. But it was really cool though, because, uh, I was able to kind of like take the talent and the potential that I saw there and help shape it, you know? Yeah. And so when he was no longer my student, you know, we're still in touch all the time. Um, we still talk all the time. He sends me his tracks and edits and stuff and I play them out. They're super sick. And that just kind of naturally happened. Like I was putting together the lineup for my birthday that year. Um, and yeah, shout out to Mike B and the friend, he was like, dude, you can totally throw that party here. And, I wanted to put together a lineup that was like, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like I had Ivy play and um, our friend Monty, who's like a really dope DJ. And I just wanted to have like variety and like different um, levels of experience and whatnot. And I brought in Kenny to just be like the young whippersnapper. And uh, he closed out the night and he crushed it. Like
0: it was so good. He crushed it. Ivy killed it too. Everybody did. It was so much fun. But that was, you know, that's such a cool... Thing, you know, to be able to it have is. him in your class so that he's DJing your birthday. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. That. When
1: that started happening more, like just having more students that, you know, were like on the last day of class, I would get kind of choked up, like, all right, like you're ready. You know, yeah. like, spread those wings and fly. <laughs> <laughs> I just think then, there's uh,
0: something. Yeah. It's like you tap into the same way like giving and being like generous with people, like gives you something you didn't expect, like joy and. Yeah. gratitude and good feelings. The teaching in a way where it seems like, oh, I don't want to deal with this or maybe something from the outside someone, but like probably gives you this new energy that you couldn't ever imagine before as a DJ yeah. that knows, you know, passing it on and seeing them do it. Definitely.
1: It's definitely something that, like I said, all the like positive cliches that, that people bring up are all true. and then yeah. some. And then it's definitely something that until you experience it, you can't really necessarily like understand it fully you know what I mean like yeah like the actual experience of of that like passing passing things on or seeing somebody you know take that knowledge and that guidance and and actually turn it into a career or yeah you know or just be like yeah just out in the world doing amazing things that you helped make happen like yeah, yeah so there's nothing like it
0: I think you should do, you should, like, last night, I was, like, we were saying, I was watching your stream, and you were, you had the whole thing, like you mentioned earlier, where you, you were playing Dilla Beats, you were breaking down the sample for this, like, all this educational stuff, and I saw someone in your, uh, in your, I think I screenshotted it, I don't know, but I saw someone in your chat say, um, I don't know if I could find it, but uh, it was something like, yo, you should um, do this, like, as a educational thing. I wonder if like you should do a, a something on your Twitch where you're teaching people the history of something and like you just have a certain amount of time in the show and you're like, okay, I'm pulling out this record. This is the connection. Cause then you could take clips of it and make a YouTube channel and people could be coming to your YouTube channel to to learn about these specific things and have your own like curriculum on music knowledge mixed with DJing and and how it yeah. connects. And I don't know. I thought yeah. that was cool. Like it just I saw how Twitch was could be so educational for people at home Mm -hmm. and you're tapping into something that's completely natural for yourself. It's not like you're, you know, um, making my favorite,
1: my favorite part about that story is that I didn't even catch the comment. Cause I think I was like five hours deep into like streaming at that point. And I was like, you know, most likely like pouring myself another shot (laughs) like while that person said that it's like, like, you know buzzed teaching it's pretty funny but i think it'd be cool Uh, i see people uh, teaching
0: production and stuff like that i mean there's not that many people doing it. i see people teaching scratching but no one's Mm -hmm. teaching the history of djing or has these concept Mm. shows yet that i've seen that's like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah i see your point i would yeah into that and then you could have youtube clips and instagram to sort of promote it and show, show like Yo, this day that could be your daytime stream. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you yeah, want to do the, co- earlier. The, the coherent,
1: like right. focused daytime you show. You, you're
0: not you <laughs> like haven't had five
1: shots yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I, I think that there's like there's a ton of potential there for sure. And that's that's I'm definitely something I'm gonna, you know, yeah. consider. Um and I I really like the idea of uh yeah, having like themes, you know, like yeah, okay, today we're gonna explore. The sound of diTC you know we're gonna yes. we're gonna take like ten classic diTC productions and explore the samples or whatever, and it just it also ties back to what we we're saying before, how like you know coming up as with somewhat of like a hip hop perspective it's like oh man, stop snitching or whatever you know what right, I mean? but
0: it's so different with
1: the way things are now it's like it just makes sense to give back like that and you know, I think that would actually really be really cool. um, And I think would hopefully really inspire, um, in particular, I think, like beat makers and stuff to to really hear, you know, how, oh, man, that's crazy how they flip that, like, or actually really break down, like, the math of a sample, like, you know, listen to how this sample, it doesn't start on the one, you know what I mean, like, it comes in on the like, like, I mean, Dilla is a perfect example of that, like, you know, this, he, he, he has a loop here, but when you listen back to the record, you discover that he, you know, it started on the like 2.5 or whatever, right, you know what I mean? Right. Like the, the math of his sampling is insane. And just like all those little details. Yeah all those nerdy details you need to so show you got your fun.
0: overlay call it these are the breaks or something <laughs> wow i i like how this uh i'm producing this, your show okay let's do this, <laughs> this i would want to i think yeah. it would be dope so cool. think think about that i just feel like I'm there's such that. a connection of everything and like you ha- all of this is like you're saying trust the process and one step in front of you one foot in front of another and Like, you're learning how to stream. You already knew how to teach. Like, all these things are coming together, and then you just got to, like, bring it all back and then use your superpowers that you didn't realize you had, you know, to, like, put out. And, like, I think... And it's a whole new way of connecting people, and who knows who you connect with through that and producers. And so I feel optimistic for that because it was cool to watch that last night, and I feel like there's no, there's not a big thing of that, you know? I mean... Um, you, you well, certainly got me. We'll talk about got it got, after. I want to help you. You get with the, the ball rolling <laughs> now. I'm, I'm
1: definitely going to break out the notepad yeah. and start writing down little bullet points. Yeah, because you guys should sure. make,
0: I, I have ideas for you. We'll talk about emotes. I'm sure Ivy can help you design it. Uh, yeah. well, let's talk about some of your other projects because your phone's going to die. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> um, the amount of technical work we had to, to make this go on. Uh, I mean, I got faith in my
1: battery. You know, it's, No, uh, I got
0: faith. Yeah, <laughs> I got battery faith right here. It's doing work. <laughs> Hashtag battery faith. Um, battery uh, faith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about something super exciting is that, um, you have your group pools, uh, with Mike B the Mike B and, mm-hmm. um, you guys have an actual album coming out this month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Actually, tell uh, us Actually. that. next month. Okay. Yeah. Next so month. Sorry.
1: This is our, um, this is our album on razor and tape records. This, uh, this label out of new york this is our album from two uh 2015 got it. inner tubes um dope i love it mike studio on the back and you guys put it on <laughs>
0: digital too we could get it on Beats. yeah yeah
1: so this is on oh hey let's let's like get that. it on there okay um, yeah it's dreaming it <laughs> this is on all streaming platforms it it, it was originally released um vinyl only because that's kind of like how those guys like to roll. Yes. They, they usually like to have things like come out, like, yeah, colored vinyl, pretty tight. Oh yeah. Um, they like to go vinyl first and then have the digital like follow-up. I think uh, this one, I don't think it'll be that far um, spaced apart. I think it'll right. be like vinyl and then like, I don't know, like a week later, digital or something. Yeah. Um, but yes, the new album, so that's Inner Tubes from 2015. The new album is called Sunned, S-U-N-N-E-D. Uh, for those that are not familiar with pools, the whole thing came about because Mike B and I love to go swimming in different pools around LA. <laughs> um, and in my old apartment that had, had a pool um, outside, like in the in the general area um, in the complex, like we were just hanging out there one day, like about 10 years ago. And I I had my SP-404 hooked up just playing, like, raw samples, like, straight out of it, loops and different things that I hadn't done anything with. Um, And Mike was like, what are you going to do with those? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, some of them dated back to, like, older projects of mine and just, like, you know, production-wise, like, I'm always just kind of messing with stuff, grabbing different samples and chopping them and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, well why don't we go to my studio right now and start laying down some of those and just see what happens. And at that point I had little to no experience on recording software or production software. Um, I was just all hardware. Um, and people I had collaborated with in the past would take beats that I was like playing live and, and just like, you know, import them into pro tools and things like that. But I personally hadn't learned about that. So from that point on, I started, you know, learning about how, all that stuff worked and finally got my own uh, copy of Ableton and started messing around. But basically, uh, that's how it started. Um, the sound It's basically like the soundtrack to, you know, a sunny day, chilling by the pool. Yeah. Um, and we had a couple EPs come out back then on the Spills la- label, which was the Do-Over Guys. And then we self-released a mixtape in 2014 called Inner Tubes just an hour long mix of all stuff we produced um, on SoundCloud and Razor and Tape, the Razor and Tape guys um, hit us up like, Hey, we really like this. Let's talk more. You know, we want to maybe put some of this out. And so the album version that they put out ended up being, you know, I think about two thirds of the tracks from, from that mix, but then, you know, properly like mixed down engineered and, um, mastered and all that good stuff. Right. And so basically since then, um, you know, pools is obviously a very laid back project. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, Mike and I are both, you know, working DJs. Um, and, you know, pretty much all of my production from the time that inner tubes uh, officially came out on razor and tape, all of my production kind of went into pools from then on. Cause I, was like basically whenever I had time and just wanted to like kick it and relax, I would just start like looking for cool kind of laid back samples and things. And like, like I said, very laid back project. So we were like, you know, slowly but surely building up all the material for, um, Sun's the new album. And it's, it's been a journey. It's been quite a journey. Cause I had all these raw samples that were just kind of laying around And then I kind of like put those together and we had a few listening sessions, kind of figuring stuff out. Mike had some stuff laying around. So we started kind of like um, compiling the material. I mean, as early as like 2018, we were already compiling material, Wow. um, kind of deciding like what we were into, what we would pass on, things like that. And then there was the whole process of like then you know, getting the new material in the hands of the razor and tape guys and getting feedback from them. So it's been this, like, big uh, building process, like, since InnerTubes five years ago, um, and it all just came together. The most amazing thing is that when you consider how long it took us <laughs> to actually, like, make all this stuff and get it done on our end, once we had the decided upon, like, track list and everything with razor and tape, and especially like, you know, with the pandemic, like I didn't even know what was going to happen like a few months ago with all this stuff. Yeah. And once we got everything mixed down and sent off to them, it's been amazing since then, like how everything has come together. Like the artwork, our friend Shayna is this incredible watercolor painter. She designed the artwork, the new logo to go with the artwork. The, you know, they've, they've taken care of like getting it pressed up and all that good stuff. And yeah, uh, it's looking like, I don't know the official date, but yeah, like I think around September 15th, right around there.
0: Right. Um, dope. Well, if people follow you post about it, I'm sure they'll, they'll see it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. That's so dope.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'll, uh, I'll send you some stuff. I'll All right. Send you, Give me yeah. that advanced
0: copy. <laughs> we'll get it, get yeah. it in input into beats. Yeah. So people can, and then the
1: most exciting thing, um, too, I mean, like on a personal level is like, we, you know, have this tradition with pools of like going back to like, the original version of, of inner tubes is like that. Like I said, that hour long mix um, with no, you know, no um, like silence in between tracks. Like there's always something going on, little interludes, people talking like funny stuff. Um, You know, like in in the tradition of like Pete rock and things like that, like 10 second beat that comes in and just fades out and makes, you know, it's supposed to make you go like, wait, what the hell was that? (laughs) You know, just stuff like that. We actually, um the album will be coming out as split up tracks but we just made the mix version for the new album too so i think that will be released on uh the razor and tape Bandcamp, and then if i'm not mistaken it'll be available like on the streaming digital version so like when you go to listen to the new album on spotify or whatever it'll be like the tracks and then the last track will be an hour long mix. big mix.
0: Oh, that's yeah. tight. I love and
1: that. So, and so, that has all these amazing interludes and vocal samples, like super funny stuff. Mike, Mike found some incredible uh, samples for that. So that was like the, the icing on the cake. Um, and I'm really excited just because, yeah, like production-wise, like that's where, you know, 90% of the stuff I make and my production focus goes into pools. Um, and then the rest of the time, I you know obviously actively DJ so yes to have that element you know this this uh labor of love this thing that we've worked on for years finally coming out is super exciting for sure
0: oh that's great congrats thank you um well yo let's get into some history for people that don't know what's up um all right we met a long time ago i mean you were one of the <laughs> first DJs like i'm i mean I don't know how to describe it. I mean, we missed a Met. It was it was right after I won this next on the decks competition for mixtape competition, um, and the uh, someone that was your manager at the time, um, Scott Murphy, he hit me up or something. I mean, to, to fly me up to do this party, I think at one eleven Minna, unless I'm putting this all together wrong, and you were DJing. And I was DJing and it was like just us together. And I remember I was on Serato and you were just getting on Serato or you hadn't been on yet or something. And I just remember like you played before me, you were super dope playing all this stuff. We instantly became friends. And then like so much of our lives became like these parallel things that were (laughs) happening at the same time from Scott making partnerships with LV and, and helping to start deck and me and you being some of the first people on deck and starting to tour. And I mean, being, you know, basically doing gigs that AM couldn't do, um, yeah. which obviously led to insane things, you know, from there and stuff like that. Um, so that was such a
1: crazy time,
0: <laughs> such a crazy time. Right. Wow. I mean, um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all, we've known each other, so a good 15 years, you know, from yeah. that. Um, and you lived in the Bay for a while, you, you moved down here in 2007, which, yeah, that's so crazy too, because that's 13 <laughs> years ago, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but um, you're still Bay at heart, I know that, um, <laughs> <laughs> even though you've lived here long enough to be an LA, L.A. dude. Um, yeah. LA guys. Uh, (laughs) CA all day. (laughs) (laughs) You're CA, you're a CA representer. Um, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, I just want to give people the history on that, but, um, is there any like stories that stand out in your mind from back in the day from meeting AM or I remember you've told me some, some pretty crazy stories about, I don't know opening for him or one of the first times or, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, the, you know, what's funny is the first time I met AM in person. Yeah. I was opening for him at Ruby Sky in San Francisco, and I was still uh, on vinyl only, Right, um, did not have Serato yet, and he had been on Serato for like a few months at that point. Yeah, right. And they're setting up Serato while I'm playing records on on that stage at Ruby Sky, and for those that don't know, I mean, that's a big venue, you know what I mean? Huge. you don't, you don't half step at a venue like that. Like you got to throw down. No. And, um, dude, they did the classic thing of the RCAs were switched and oh, you know, wow. it goes backwards on Serato. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like the very early days of Serato scratch live and nobody knew that yet. Right. And it was just like, now when you think back on it, it's so funny cause it's just like the most obvious thing, you know? But back yeah. then it was like, Serato was still so like mysterious. Of course. Um, and so it was the classic thing of, oh, <laughs> <laughs> my hand movements. I got to, it's excited. all good. All right. So it was the classic thing of, uh, you know, well, this guy's on vinyl. So dude, just keep going. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like the vinyl saves the day once again, you know, like the, the fail proof age old thing of a vinyl wall, while, while they're troubleshooting, I think yeah. he had like you know, an assistant there, and then, like, somebody else from the club, like, three people all, like, re- trying to rewire stuff, like, restart the computer, just, like, you name everything under the sun. And, you know, at that point, I had been I had played, like, an opening set up until the, the time he got on. I didn't want to burn him, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but I had all this – I had a whole other crate that, you know, I'm really glad that I decided to bring that night. Yeah, I think somehow intuitively I, I must have known like on some level like oh you never know because yeah. I had the like prime time like crate you know right. and this was around the time when like you know Polartronics had popped off and all these things had popped off where people are doing a lot more like live blends on on vinyl um, and I had a bunch of like I don't know gossip folks like with like Kano or whatever just all that all that kind of stuff yeah I love and that I just started I was like all right you want me to keep going okay. And then I just started like throwing down and doing all of these like blends and stuff. And AM, he's like, you know, he's all vexed about Serato not working, but he kept just looking up and being like, what? Like, that's (laughs) so dope. (laughs) You know? And like, I just, I just remember him like being kind of crouched down, like looking at the computer and just like every five minutes looking up when I did something and just being like, what? (laughs) Oh
0: my god! And so
1: he and I just, I mean, that like, like talk about an incredible night, you know, because I only knew about him just at that point from like MySpace or whatever, yeah, yep. And hearing about this guy, you know, you got to see this guy. So he's insane and blah, blah blah. And the funny thing is that at that point, I literally still had never heard him DJ. You know what yeah. I mean? So I didn't even know who I was dealing with yet. I'm just doing my thing, and he's like, "What?" You know. And they finally figured out the RCA switch thing. Finally, I would say at about one. You know what I mean? And <laughs> oh and he was God. supposed to. It took like forever. Like he was supposed to get on at like eleven thirty, eleven forty-five, and like it must have been yeah twelve forty-five or one when they finally got it sorted out. And so he just gets up and he's like, "All right, man, I'm I'm finally ready to do do my thing." And he just like gave me a pound. He was just like, "Yo, man, like you saved me. Like that was so dope. Thank you." And I'm just like geeking out. And then I watched him DJ for the first time, like in person. Yeah. Also on Serato, which I had never seen. Right. And uh, so then my jaw just drops to the floor. I'm watching him do his AM thing and, you know, and like relative mode, just like scratching so hard, like no needle skips, you know what I mean? Just like, like unflappable, incredible. And then he and I were just like friends after that. Like I like emailed him the next day. I think it was like DJM at AOL.com or something. And he hit me back like, right away, like Yo, No was
0: It was like CXT, DJ AM, right? It was like that weird.: yeah.
1: yeah. And he hit me back like right away, like, just like the nicest dude ever, like, "Yo, man, you saved the day." And he was asking me about certain blends I did. He was like, "Yo, what was that?" He was like, "You had a 12-inch with the such-and-such acapella." Or he was, you know what I mean? Like, he was just like, asking me all these questions, and I was, like, I was so geeked out, and that was the beginning. I mean, that, that's how it all. Kind of, you know, because at that point, it's like going back to the end of the teaching story from back in the day of just kind of like figuring out my next move and how's this going to work. And I just really want to DJ, but I don't know how that's going to work. And then, boom, that was, you know, that was, uh, I mean, probably to this day, that was probably the biggest break of my life, um, just how that all came together. And, you know, then next thing you know, like uh, AM and LB were both telling Scott and telling me like, Oh, you got to come, you got to come down here to LA. And man, I mean, all I, all I remember from those days mostly is just being in the room with you guys and just being like, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) You know, or I'm just like, I'm just glad to be a part of this thing. Like I just felt like everybody's like little brother or something. You know what I mean? Cause like I was like one of the youngest and one of the like least known and had literally like just started to kind of make a name for myself in San Francisco. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm like sitting in a room with like spider and DJ scene and fashion and like AM. And I'm just like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So, um, I hear, you, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was, a it was a really crazy time. And then, I mean, obviously, you know, many, many stories have been told about what LA was like at that time, The the LA scene. I mean, you know, San Francisco, shout out to San Francisco. And I mean, I couldn't ask for a, a better possible like foundation, you know what I mean? And and culturally, everything I learned from growing up in San Francisco and the DJ scene there, I mean, like, you know, unbelievable.
0: Yeah. But even yeah, even the traveling what, kind of one with like that <laughs> club fluid, remember we used to do with like DJ yes. Premier and like yeah. AM and me and you and like all these homicide, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But what I was gonna say is when I came down the first couple of times to go hang out at like banana split or like yeah. Cinespace Tuesday, dude, I was just like
0: next level,
1: like just looking around like, this is so crazy. Like I had just never seen anything like that. I was just so green at that point. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. like, like I said, you know, nothing but love for San Francisco forever. But you know, it was it was a little more laid back <laughs> in the city yeah. at that time. And then LA was just like cracking, like, like none other. Um, And just watching all that stuff go down, like with, you know, with AM just walking into a room and people just bugging out. And then like, just the way he would perform, you know what I mean? It just, it made all of us like step our games up so much. You know what I mean? And it made all of us get so much better at DJing and just watching all you guys and being influenced by all you guys. I mean, yeah, I, I still think about that sometimes and how funny it was to just be in the room and like barely saying anything just kind of like i'm just happy to be here
0: (laughs) you know yeah i hear you i know that's how i felt too a lot of the time i was like this is insane i can't believe this is happening yeah i just think you had a you had
1: more of that like la like foundation you know yes so i so i feel like you you were sort of like a little more poised, like you were just kind of like, "Yeah, let's do this thing," you know? Right, right. And I was like, I was like trying to blend in, like, "Yeah, what he said, like, let's let's uh let's do this thing." <laughs> but I was like, right on the in on the inside, I was like freaking out.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, same with me. I mean, I remember when I won that God test, and uh, and people are asking me things, and you have a website, this and that, and I was like of course i got everything and then like hitting up my boy derek like yo i need a website i need a logo i have to pretend <laughs> like i've been doing it i have to pretend like i have my shit together you know like and then be like yeah well, for sure i got all that well yeah. hey
1: dude i mean you pulled it off because i remember before we even met in person i like went to your
0: myspace and i was like
1: this is so dope like how's he doing all this like
0: <laughs> yo shout is to it? derek urban medium i had been like i had like made beats for his website and he and like had helped me like design all my stuff, and he's so talented; it's crazy. He's helping me with my Twitch stuff now, but it's nice. um. And he's yeah, doing I was little- gonna say,
1: did he do that painting behind you? Yes, yes.
0: That's, okay, that's I, him. I, thought,
1: I was like, that's like signature urban medium. Oh yeah, like, ba- v- visuals right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I DJ'd an art gallery thing for him and bought that the night that we did that, probably fifteen nice. years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just shows. Not fake it till you make it, but in a way, just protect- you know get it just just put it all together and just you'll learn as you go, just like anything else
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah, I mean, it's a trip to think about now too, and i mean i also I went through a whole thing of like being kind of like almost like i I lost sight a little bit of like some of the foundation that I came from and I really feel like now in, in particular bringing, really bringing it full circle. Like I feel like I've been able to really tap into like my roots, you know what I mean? And kind of like combine everything because I feel like at that time, technically I was making leaps and bounds, but musically, like I was like, I was out of my comfort zone. Like sometimes not in a good way. (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's been cool to kind of like all these years later to kind of bring it all back together. You know what I mean? Just kind of like take my favorite things from each influence, you know what I mean? And, And now combine them into this, like, you know, some aspects of the San Francisco influence, some aspects of the LA influence, like just kind of combine it into this homegrown thing, whatever it is now, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean that's what all this is. You know, you just take from your experiences and just keeps growing and coming together like a big melting pot in a way. Yeah, inside sure. your brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so, so you you moved down here in two thousand seven. Um, someone uh, from uh, the team here, uh, the the podcast team, Anthony. Um, mentioned to me that you I remember this, but he brought it up that um you were in the three style. I know you're not like a full on battle DJ, but I mean you're really dope at scratching for people that don't know. I mean like super dope. And that I mean Thanks. you're very good technically, but you can you do it all. You're well rounded. You read the room, you know the right music to play. You you have it all going on. So you would obviously be someone that would be very good at a three-stop battle. And this was the beginning of it, I think, in like, what, 2012 or something. And he mentioned to me that uh, it was controversial. Some people thought you <laughs> should have won. Some people didn't. I said, oh, yeah, I kind of – I remember that, but I don't remember all the elements of it. I don't know if that's something you want to talk about, but uh, – Yeah, I mean,
1: gladly. I mean, um, I won the one in, in 2010 in L.A. Yeah. Um, and the way that came about was was pretty interesting, actually, because I had a tour date in Vancouver. Um, I want to say a year or two before then, and um, Three Style started in Canada, yeah, and then made it made its way to the states. Right, and I witnessed in Vancouver, like I think I watched Headspin like win that time. I think I, he won like the Vancouver battle in. Two thousand eight or two thousand nine, and I was a fan at that point. But I had like I just watched it in person, and not only watching his incredible set, but watching the crowd and seeing how into it and how seriously everybody took it. You know, yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, this is like this is like some real shit. Like this is like really happening. Yeah. And so the funny thing is that actually gave me a huge advantage in two thousand ten because the battle in Los Angeles in 2010 was literally the first ever three style battle in the United States like ever because they, it started in LA and then they started, they did, you know, it spreads all the other cities or whatever. Yeah. But that was literally the first one. And I remember the lineup was kind of like, it was a little bit random, random, like the people they got. And I think it was, it was interesting because it was like a combination of people that were a little more technical. Some not as much. And I think people were a little bit casual about it. Just kind of like, Oh yeah, we're going to do this like battle thing. It's whatever. Like, yeah, I'm just going to like play my 15 minute set and whatever. And meanwhile, I was like, I saw this shit in Canada. Like it's no joke. Like, and I spent, you know, weeks and countless hours, like putting together my set. So as luck would have it, I went last that night, which I think gave me a huge advantage. Um, I got to just kick back and, watch people, you know, each person set. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of, like, playing it cool, but I was, you know, feeling pretty confident, like, all right. And then, you know, I went on last and did my thing, and I won. Um, and so that was obviously a great experience. Like, yeah. everyone loves to win, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, basically, let's see. So fast forward to 2013, um, I got approached to enter – the LA uh 2013 battle. And at that time, I don't know. I feel like I was I was unsure whether or not I like because I knew like how much time it takes um and how much effort it takes to like really put together a winning set, you know, and also yeah. like the the emotional toll it can take on you to like cause like in twenty ten, the US finals, like I didn't even place my my friggin um, needle dragged, like the Serato drag, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. yeah. And I like totally threw me off. I was like panicking. I, I tried to pull it together and make it happen. Oh, and I also went first <laughs> that night, which like is like the kiss of death in, yeah. in three-style. Unless you're just like so undeniably dope that right. nobody can, you know, say that you're not the best. Whatever. So I thought back to 2010 US Finals and how it was fun and there was a sense of camaraderie with the DJs. But I mean, like, you know, battling is battling. Like yeah. you go, you go, you, you play to win and right. you, you know, put these countless hours into the preparation. And at that point, I felt like in 20 fast forward to 2013, I, I was thinking about the emotional toll it took and um how you know, I just felt like, oh, I feel like I'm at a place in my career where I don't necessarily need to do that anymore. And, you know, is it, is it worth the risk kind of thing? And um, I think I was definitely like inside my own own head a little bit, you know, much uh, with regards to it. Um, and I originally was not in the like I wasn't going to be in the 2013 battle. Um, JCO was going to be in it. Shout out to JCO. And he had a conflict at the last minute and they hit me up and by 2013 three style had that thing where it was like it was way more like you know scaled up at that point like much more curated like it was already at the point then when it was like kind of a big deal even to be asked to be in it you know what I mean and like I felt like they were bringing me in almost as like the dark horse like previous winner you know what I mean like like let's see if he can do it again kind of thing and I feel like Perhaps there was like a uh, an aspect of that like, oh, if we add him to the bill, it'll be kind of this whole like there's a storyline here, you know yeah. what I mean, like oh, okay. he's a previous winner, like let's see if he can top his old performance and so yeah, basically, um I got second place, and you know I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was vexed, I was bitter, and I want to say on the record right now, nothing but love for. DJR, the DJR out of uh, Arizona. Nothing but love. I will say, I feel like I have matured a lot since that time. <laughs> and I feel like that was a, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, that was a, a bit of a low point for me with regards to like my reaction. You know what I mean? If I, if I could go back in time and change anything about the way that shit went down, I feel like, yes, there was a bit of controversy yes, the crowd was kind of like, I mean, I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth, but the crowd was, uh, maybe there was a, a bit of a stir in the crowd when it was announced that I got second place or whatever, but I did not have a good reaction. <laughs> I, um, you know, I was bitter. I was bitter. I'll be the yeah. first one to admit. So if I could change anything, I think I would, if I could go back in time and change anything, I would, you know, not be a sore loser. Um, And just like, you know, if I could go back and sort of tell myself anything like, like who I am now at that time would be dude, like you're fine. You know what I mean? Like no one's judging you or looking down at you for like, you know, getting second place in this battle. Like this isn't going to take anything away from your career. Like you're good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, And I think that three style shout out to three style too, with regards to as the years have gone on, I've noticed that they've done a really good job of like, making it even more so that just to be asked to be in a three style is a, is a big deal. You know what I mean? I think that I was struggling with my own thing of like, I can't believe I even agreed to do this. And you know, like, Oh man, this is going to be, you know, a low, like this is going to be a, a, I don't know, just like uh, a bad mark on my, you know, legacy or whatever. Like I had way, I was way inside my own head. Yeah. And you know, I do think that shout out to them with regards to like, creating even more of an environment where like, even just being asked is an honor. Um, Even being just considered like in a certain like pool of DJs or talent is um, a good thing. Um, And yeah, so, you know, uh, I think I, I I really learned a lot from that experience. Um, I think that in one way too, it kind of sent me off creatively in a different direction for a little while, which I I feel like I actually kind of needed. Like, this Pools album, I don't know if it would have come out if that battle hadn't gone down the way it did. Because right. it kind of sent me off in a little bit of a creative direction. I was like, I didn't have a good reaction to placing second. Um, I had to kind of take some personal time to kind of like get my mind right. You know what I mean? And, and kind of figure out like, okay, creatively, I'm a little bit burnt out on that scene. Um, I don't know if I could A, ever do that again, or even put together like a showcase set like that because – that's just not where my head is at and i i went like fully the other direction for for a while like into my records and digging for samples and just kind of like whatever i could do to kind of like like get my mind right you know what i mean yeah yeah and creatively like the result was the pools album so you know in a way it was it was a win win but um yeah i mean battling is not for the faint of heart you know what i mean i, I think that If I ever was to consider doing that again, I would definitely go in with a much different attitude of like, no matter what, just remember even to be asked to do this is an honor. You know what I mean? And take things in stride, glass half full. I feel like, in general, I feel like I'm pretty good about that stuff. I've definitely, you know, had many lessons along the way.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, I think something that has been an underlying theme through this entire conversation which applies to this perfectly is trust the process yeah if if you were to just realize this is part of it this is all leading to different things it's all making you stronger and forming and creating different things about you that will be uh, a part of your strength in the future Um, yes and that's something that's hard to realize when you're stuck in the moment but looking back Everything you're doing is trust the process. Something you're doing next week that you weren't sure about, you're gonna do. It hasn't even happened yet. But I bet you some good stuff's gonna come out of that because you're doing it and you're trusting the process. And I think yeah. that's something to apply to everything in life, but something really for DJing and for this whole thing. Just be open to it, you know, and and be able yeah. to um you know, and don't be closed minded. Learn learn from things and be able to yeah. think about it.
1: Yeah. And like, I feel like it's just so important to remember, you know, you just like, we're all, we're all creatives out here. Yeah. Just trying, we're all just trying different stuff. You know what I mean? And like, it's not like, it's not like there's like some like master record being kept of like, remember the time when you tried this thing and it didn't do good or whatever. You know what I mean? Like nobody, no one has that kind of time. And if they do, Jeez, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, if God they do, them. they're not doing anything. <laughs> it's only right. people that right. are doing nothing that are going to, you know. Yeah. Keep that. Where yeah. are we? So where like, are we at? Ten uh, percent.
1: Yeah, we got the ten percent. <laughs> yeah, you noticed my little. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like no one's no one's keeping tabs. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah, it's like you just you try things and some things stick and some things don't and like you get second place in a battle and like no one out there is like. That's it. Like your career is done. You got second place in the battle. Like it's a wrap. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? But in my head at the time I was like, "Oh, my, you know, my legacy is tarnished or whatever." And it's like, "Hey, guess what, jerk face? Like <laughs> it's not even about you." You know what I mean? Like so yes. it's like it's it's it, I mean, talk bringing things back to AM too. Like like starve the ego, feed the soul. You know what I mean? Like yes. words to live by. Straight right. up. And sometimes you have to like kind of take a few steps back and remind yourself of that and take yourself out of situations. You know, I, I feel like growing up in a very like serious hip hop DJ kind of environment, you know, sometimes like you can find yourself like getting in a certain headspace, um, where you have to kind of like periodically kind of take yourself out of that. You know what I mean? Kind of re regain a certain amount of like Zen, yeah. um, understanding of things. So, yeah, but yes, uh, I definitely learned a lot from that experience and I will mention that um, you can let me know what you think of this. Uh, A friend of mine hit me up recently and said, for for my morsels show that I've been doing on Twitch, which is like hour long um, hour long sets that are kind of a little more focused than just kind of hitting start stream and just whatever happens, you know, a little more focused. And they have a theme every time. A friend of mine hit me up recently and said, why don't you like perform? your three style sets from 2010 and 2013, and then potentially put a little something new together. So yeah, let me do that out there, you know, putting that out there, uh, something I'm considering. I'm currently considering that. So we'll see.
0: I think you should seriously (laughs) consider it. It, No, it sounds dope. I would love to watch. it. I'm sure people would love it too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun to think about. It also makes me a little
0: nervous. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Well, Practice in your room and see how it goes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like dust off the old cobwebs, right? Yeah, because I mean, I certainly like to think that you know I'm I've been at a point with DJing in general where, where, and thank you for saying that with regards to the well-rounded thing. But I kind of I feel like I kind of that's that's my steez. You know what I mean? Like um, well-rounded, and I'm I'm not always I'm not coming in the building to like go crazy scratching or put on like a battle set showcase. So it would definitely be uh, revisiting like an older style that I haven't um, actively participated in as much in right. recent years. But I think I think it could be pretty cool. So I'm considering yeah. that.
0: might come up with some ideas. Well, we're talking about.
1: Shout out, about, to, uh, shout out yeah.
0: to Ross Hogg. Oh,
1: Ross <laughs> Hogg. He, he told me to do that.
0: <laughs> I see him. I, see, I mean, I've known him before and I see him in the chat now. Ross Best Hogg dude. it. <laughs> um well so as far as like we're you know, I feel like we're discussing so much about your mental health like mental things and like um they're obviously as creatives, we're crazier than most people. We're in our heads more than most people. We and overanalyze things, you know. Um that's the gift and the curse of being a creative person, I think. And yeah. um within the d de- you know, I know that you went through things with like your health in the terms of like working out. Like I remember like you got really into working out with DJ architect and like shout out to you, architect. Yeah. Shout out to architect. I mean, I remember I would DJ with him in Chicago and then at four 30 in the morning he'd be like, I'm going to work out. I was like, what is your problem, dude? Like I would never do that. But, and then, you know, I mean that, but, but obviously it's good. And so I know that you guys got into it and, and you noticed that um, it helps, your your physical health can help your mental health, right? I mean, that's something that oh I think gosh, that yeah. people forget about and we're all going through so much stuff right now. Like, um, yeah. how did that affect you um, before your phone dies? How did that affect <laughs> you, uh, you know, working out or, or how much... Is there a, a part where you could take it too far or, like, how much should you implement that? Um, I mean, well, the funny thing is that, like, I...
1: I haven't been able to go to the gym. So yeah, right. I've been kind of like making up my own little like at home workouts. Nothing really comparing to what, what uh, Architect and I had been doing. Like our regimen at the gym had gotten pretty intense and, and it was really awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. I mean, my back was like so jacked up from like so many years of DJing and like being hunched over a desk working on music and like you name it. And that was a big turning point for me was doing a way more stretching. And, you know, I, th- I, I think it's part of just the human condition to like, yeah. not really pay attention to certain things until it's a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I started, I started noticing, I would say around 2015 or so, halfway through like a three hour set, like my back, like I was just like, I have, I like, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like there's just like pain in my back and like, like something's got to change, you know? um and i it started with like getting a yoga mat and using a foam roller and just stuff like that (laughs) you're like stretching your back i'm like yeah uh, (laughs) notice but then architect basically approached me because he moved to la and he was like let me know man you know when you're when you're ready like and i was i was pretty intimidated at first because i don't know for those that don't know DJ architect he's swole (laughs) (laughs) he's a beast uh he's a beast But I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. And he basically kind of like, he was like, what have you been doing, you know, up until now? And I showed him kind of like my regimen. And he was like, okay, here's what you're doing right. Here's what you're doing wrong. And he basically introduced me to like proper like Olympic squatting and deadlifting. And this is making me want to go back to the gym so bad right now. (laughs) But basically that was a huge game changer. Oh my God. I like I just felt like like super reinvigorated. Yeah. And that pain in my back went away completely. I feel like I'm on some kind of like self-help <laughs> like like um, DJ Architect for
0: nineteen <laughs> ninety nine a month. Yeah. We'll send you a I phone feel like roller I... <laughs> and meet you on Zoom Monday morning. Call
1: one eight hundred DJ Architect <laughs> and you too can fix your back and keep DJing.
0: See, but I did bit-
1: literally I felt like I was like 10 years younger. it's this sounds so funny, but I, I literally, I I was like super excited to like go out and DJ more. And I started like, I just started noticing a huge difference in like my overall like demeanor. Like I wasn't like anxious halfway through a set, like, Oh God, I can't wait to get out of here and like go kick it. Like I was just like back to kind of my old self of like way more just like, and I just felt like I was less fidgety, you know what I mean? And just kind of like, I just noticed too, like, and I mean, not for nothing, but it's, it's kind of a good thing. Like sometimes in club situations to have a little bit more of like a, like a calm physical like presence because you're dealing with like, as we know, you're dealing with so much stuff,
0: So true. super
1: loud music and people are drunk. People are coming to try to request. And then, you know, the manager says like, switch it up or whatever, like you're dealing with all these things. And like, if you can be centered physically, yeah you're centered mentally. You know what I mean? You're not like using up more mental bandwidth just to like get through the night. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. so there is kind of this Zen mental and physical, like, um, as one kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's um, great. so, I mean, I, I've been trying to do my best during quarantine. Like, Oh man, I, I think I got to order one of those like pull up bars. Cause I'm, I'm literally like the weirdo in the neighborhood. Like I found, all the low, low enough hanging bars in my neighborhood hey, that I can like, like run that, down dog? the I can, I can run age. down the street, jump up on this bar and like do pull-ups and then jump off and keep running. There's
0: definitely videos um, of you in someone's phone from their house. They're like, look, look
1: at this guy out there. <laughs> getting
0: I got a <laughs> Dude, video of him.
1: I got a good one for you. Like my buddy Serge, he lives like right across the street from where that bar. There's this like this bar where I jump up and do pull-ups. He was like, uh, I ran into him on the street. He's like, do you do pull ups over there? And I was like, maybe he was like, I thought that was you. He's like, you were wearing a mask. So I didn't know, but I thought it was you. I was like, I was like, yeah. (laughs) And then I just feel like I just laugh because I'm like, I feel like personality wise, this couldn't be like less me. You know what I mean? Like the like, the like neighborhood guy that like runs through the block and does pull ups.
0: (laughs) You you got to live stream that. (laughs) <laughs> right you know what i mean it's like
1: it, it's pretty random but at the same time like you know this is the time of like you know figuring out it as you go and just ran- random ingenuity but yes not to sound like overly self self-help commercial guy but straight up like for all of us DJ- djs and creatives and a lot of it too is like sort of like mustering uh inspiration like where's your inspiration coming from yeah. you know if you right. are if you're taking care of yourself fundamentally a lot more inspiration will just kind of naturally come to you. And that's kind of goes back to like feeling younger again. And, you know, even just being like, Oh, I'm going to dig through these records. Like, like having motivation to like do stuff as opposed to like clocking out of your gig and like collapsing and not doing shit the rest of the time. You know what I mean? So true. Yeah.
0: Um, I got a question online uh, from Z trip. He wrote me when I asked (laughs) if people had questions and he wrote, Dot dot dash dot dash 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 dot dot dash <laughs> with a question mark. <laughs> and my thought, since it's coming from Z Trip, uh, shout to the god Z Trip, is that he probably just wrote something for real with that. If we really Morse coded it out,
1: <laughs> I know. I'm actually embarrassed to admit that I don't know how to you speak don't even know it.
0: he just gave you the formula to become the most amazing dj and uh, <laughs> i know damn that's I'm it slipping. if you guys can figure that out that's the math equation to then bypass all the things you need to do as a dj if you just figure out <laughs> dot dot dash dot dash 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 dot dot dash
1: he gave us um, this the secret code to
0: success now shout to shout to z trip shout to a lot of people are giving you props online sean o king most everybody loves you saying nice things about you um but um (laughs) well let let me uh let me get this from you in case your phone dies do you have any advice (laughs) for uh any advice for up and coming DJs um, or just DJs going through this time. But, but as a teacher, as an experienced person, what's some advice you would give out to some DJs? Yeah. About?
1: I mean, a lot of it just goes back to pretty much everything we've been talking, talking about, you know, like, like do you, you know what I mean? Like, um, whatever it is that drives you and, and moves you go towards that. You know what I mean? like, like, Someone said to me recently, and it's like, oh, it's such, it's such knowledge jewels. Um, comparison is the thief of joy, you know? So if yes. all if all you ever do is kind of like look at what other people are doing, you're going to be bummed, you know what I mean? And so yep. you have to periodically kind of like remind yourself, like, how did I get into this? Like, what do I love? You know what I mean? Like, and so like for me, for example, one of the first mixed CDs that I ever had put out on a, a national or, or world, worldwide level was fusion batches, which is like, you know, fusion jazz records. <laughs> and like some stuff that's been sampled, some stuff that hasn't, like just stuff that I like. And like, you know, back then I just, something inside of me was like, make this mix. And cause it, it brought me joy. And I feel like that joy like reverberate reverberated. And it was people felt that when they listened to it. And to this day, people still hit me up about that mix. You know what I mean? So it just goes to show that like whatever weird stuff you're into, like even if things can feel obscure or strange, just trust the process and like go towards what moves you. You know what I mean? Don't worry about what other people are doing. Like, you know, like just put, put us up on game, put us up on what you're all about. You know what I mean? Like we can't wait to find out what you're all about. But if you're sitting at home comparing and then you're kind of, if your whole steez is like based on some, somebody else or trying to emulate somebody else, like that's going to translate. We're going to be able to see that. You know what I mean? Like, so just, just do you, you know what I mean? Like whatever it takes, like if you gotta, if you gotta meditate, if you gotta listen to like ambient music for like weeks at a time, like find that, whatever that inner inspiration is, periodically remind yourself like what what brought you here to begin with you know what i mean like what what made you want to do this you know what i mean and if you if you hone in on that and you you press down on the gas on that you're gonna be all right
0: i think that's great i mean that's something that it sticks with me right off the bat you know comparison is the thief of joy like that's so true you know and the trust the process and all the stuff we've been saying <laughs> I, it's true i mean they, they can be cliche or sound like common knowledge but um you have to apply it you know um you got to be good to yourself by applying those things and not just ignoring Going, yeah sure but you know i think i think that's truer words have never been spoken um so yeah that's that's great advice to the dj community um and if your phone dies then that's what they can be left with <laughs> um <laughs> no, i think we should, we're good <laughs> uh, i think you think we're good <laughs> to stay on you mean
1: oh well i mean i, I you know w- basically like full how many nerd percent style. we
0: got how many percent full, got?
1: <laughs> full nerd style i i tried to sort of like time stamp in my mind the the window of time from twenty percent to ten percent, <laughs> you know okay. what I mean. So
0: let me see where we're at. We might we might have a couple more minutes here. I mean, I wanted to talk to you about music organization, music you're feeling now, different types of things. But uh, I think yeah, I mean I don't know. We, we got know, a lot good. of info. Oh, you, you got a little more time?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a little something, something,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, let's Ask see. Ask me I'll- anything, Spider. <laughs> I'll. Uh, you got any like off the dome crazy funny stories you want to tell? Just from uh, either like a really awkward DJ gig or an amazing one where you felt like I can't believe this is happening? Or
1: well, f- you know, let me tell you, it was really something really funny happened the other night walking from the kitchen to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all the stories. Right? All the stories now. Yeah, I, I tripped over this Crater Records in my living room and. I fell, fell on my face.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I got mayonnaise on my fader.
1: <laughs> well, it's just funny because, like, the perception of time now, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, oh, you want me to search the database for, like, pre, like, pandemic time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just all, like, so, like, funky in your head now. But, yeah. I, I mean, it is. I'm, I'm always terrible at this stuff, like, Coming, like you know, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Go, like I'm like.
0: Well, how about this question? (laughs) As a as a DJ, when you're first starting out, well, actually, I got two things I think would be interesting. But as a DJ, when you're first starting out, did you have a specific song or like a genre that you wanted to play as a DJ? I know, like I love drum and bass. I wanted to introduce people to these songs. Like, was there something like that for you?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, definitely, like with the fusion jazz records. That was a big thing, and 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 that was like, I don't know. It's like I could never really explain it. Like I just, I was just like, I love the way this sounds.
0: Um, Right, and you want to introduce it to people. Well, what about like your your music organization process now? Like, do you have a specific thing you do to make sure you're ready for all these different types of gigs?
1: Yeah, I mean, i i still I still build um, iTunes playlists. Okay. And I use I like those because I basically I had to learn how to use Recordbox so that I could teach Recordbox and Serato. Ah, okay. and what I liked about the iTunes plays is that they would extend to either um, either platform, you know yeah. what I mean, or either software. Um, and yeah, I mean I just like the way that those can be accessed in different softwares. Um I'm not a big like I mean I use Serato for like 90% of what I do but um I don't really build crates in Serato. I keep right. my I like to pull up histories of certain gigs to see what yeah. I played. Um but I don't know for some reason I just really like the fact that you can oh and smart playlists in um uh, in iTunes to me are incredibly useful as long as things are tagged um correctly. Right. There's like you know it's practically infinite. Like all the ways you can configure, you know what I mean? Like playlist like includes or just is, for example, like disco or contains the word disco. You know what I'm saying? So like one playlist is just literally everything I have that says only disco in the, in the, in the genre. And then the one, the playlist right below it is everything that includes disco. So it'll be like anything that says disco boogie edit, like whatever you know what i mean like yeah so the ways that in which you can configure that to me are still kind of the most useful but i'm also just kind of a weirdo like i have like a older laptop with an older os on purpose yeah. i don't like i don't like the i don't like the newer versions of itunes i mean does itunes even exist anymore <laughs> like, i don't think so. you know it's what i
0: music or something yeah yeah
1: so like music or whatever like whatever it's like um you know, some things I stay super up on other things. I kind of purposely use older versions of things. Um, but I've definitely been super active. Like another thing, like a perfect example of like, just kind of, um, instinctively just doing something, but you're not particularly sure why, like right when quarantine started, I started building this playlist and without thinking, I just named it home time because I was like, it's home time. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I noticed that the stuff that I was dragging in there stylistically, like it was, it was a vibe, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. Like, it was just like a lot of my favorite songs, but like a lot of things that I've wanted to play at parties for years, but never got the chance to. Yeah. Um, And I feel like creatively this sort of like this chasm, like opened up of like, creative possibilities because we're not in clubs anymore. And like, so I started like dragging it and I've been actively dragging music to that same playlist, like since the beginning of quarantine. And I think it's up to like 2000 songs or, you know, like 2000 plus songs. Yeah. But everything that I add in there is like very carefully curated. It has to kind of fit a certain criteria. And I like to think that that curation really, uh, comes through. When you watch the Sunday Night Show, Hometown, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like every song you hear me play, you kind of either directly or indirectly know it's like from the heart, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like something that I, I'm like, I don't know. It just it just fits yeah. vibe. You know what I mean? And yeah, like that's one of those things that I couldn't really explain. Like, I just felt compelled from the time quarantine started. Like, I think it just brought me a lot of joy to to begin compiling music that
0: i don't know like yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> that i never put together in that way before you know what i mean right
0: right yeah just have a so. kind of everything together like kind of playlist i know i was making just a spotify playlist or like um something like that last night and then one that i could transfer to other things like BeatSource, but that like uh was just stuff I think I had found or, or refound, um, just over the quarantine time. And I mean, it's almost like a thousand songs I was going through like, wow, this is crazy. I, I thought I wasn't even listening to as much music and I guess I was listening to even more.
1: Yeah, for sure. So it's no, nuts. I mean, it's a trip. I mean, I heard somebody say like on the radio, like I was driving around, I think I had like NPR or something on and it was somebody talking about like, what is this experience like for creative people right now? and they were, this was back in like, I don't know, like April or something like that. Yeah. But they started talking about how like, like the rules have changed kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, like, and how, if you feel like, like whatever it is you're going through and however you want to exist in this time is okay. First of all. Yes. But if you, if you do feel compelled or inspired to be creative and like work on things, the rules are like, the rule book kind of got thrown out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like this just kind of like new set of circumstances that creatively is actually really amazing. And I think for a lot of like inspiring DJs I've been watching on Twitch, like I feel like they either I've spoken to them about it or I can just sense yeah, that they are experiencing the same thing of like, totally. Hey, you know what I mean? Like no rules. Like, yeah. so like take those risks and like, you start putting together these sets that are, you don't necessarily always know why you're picking certain songs, but next thing you know, you know, it's fitting together in this incredible way that right. you couldn't have even like known until you tried it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. to me, that's just really cool. And also I love mixed and key.
0: <laughs> yeah. Super fun.
1: <laughs> like mixed and key is so epic sometimes. Like when I'm like, okay, so I compiled all this music. And I'm just, like, you know, doing, like, the Sunday show, which is, like, s- just stretch out for, like, as long as I want. And right. so I, l- I really let songs breathe. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be doing these really long um, mixes from one song to the next that, that lasts for, like, over a minute. Yeah. Like, br- you know, slowly bringing the thing up. And, like, you find these certain sweet spots with Mixed and Key where you're, like, I just think to myself sometimes, like, I definitely wouldn't have found these two songs to go together on my own. Right. But like, God happen- damn, yeah. this shit sounds good. <laughs> I love that. It happens
0: all the time. I was doing that last yeah. night. I'm
1: like, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's and so then dope. people are
1: like, dude, that transition was crazy. And you're just like, yeah, you know, no big deal. It's just how I roll. Of
0: course I put those <laughs> random things next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, well, yeah. where, can, where can people find you to hear all of these amazing mixes of weird things that shouldn't go together? <laughs> uh, all Everything your... is
1: pretty much at DJ Morse code. So okay, DJ M-O-R-S-E-C-O-D-E. Um, it's funny, actually. Um, I was archiving every episode of that Sunday show on Mixcloud. And I just stopped for the time oh, being because... Really? Yeah, because as my Twitch was kind of building and stuff, I started talking a lot more. Oh, yeah, I know. And so the early mixes are really funny because they're, like, the music is breathing, like, so much, and it's just, like, it's such a vibe, and, like, occasionally I'll pop in just, like, hey, like, how you feeling? Like, <laughs> I know, yeah. And then, like, now, like, you know, the, la- like, the-, the last one I think I put up on there is from a couple weeks ago, and it was basically the last moment in time before I just said, like, like, screw it and just went full you know full yeah. interaction full, full interaction levels yeah. you know what like, i noticed you
0: know, uh, scratch bastard puts two dj mixers and has his mic going into one and then has the mix recording on the other uh, so he could talk to them all brilliant. you want and then he can filter he has he does the filter on the mic mixer so so he filters oh. the mute so even the filtering doesn't get recorded i think if i understood it correctly from watching um, okay. That way, when you okay. join when you join his like bastards barbecue <laughs> ten dollar a month group or whatever, yeah. and you get the mixes, it's not just him. Like, hey, shout to everybody in the world, <laughs> you know. It's like, and then you could talk all you want, and not be insecure about it. So, something to think right. about. Right. Oh, interesting. Or run interesting. the mic, run the mic into your little mixer, uh-huh. and then keep and and record the mic, you know, and then keep it separate and record ser- uh. your mix in Serato. Okay. Nice That's thought.
1: Well, yeah, I, I feel very proud of that archive. So, like, if anybody, yeah, you know, huge. hasn't checked out what I'm doing or whatever, um, that's a great starting point to just kind of get a sense of what the Sunday show's vibe is. Yeah. I, I would describe it as, like, the main influence was kind of, like, a lot of my favorite Sunday parties over the years. Yeah. Um, where the DJ had a lot, has a lot of freedom. Uh-huh. Um, and there's like zero pressure to like, um, do what, I don't know, like some club owner or promoter told them to do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> basically, basically DJs that started their own parties that, yeah. which is the most admirable thing. I feel like I finally did that. It just happens to be online. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that, that archive is, is, a, is a great like starting point for like what the Sunday show is all about. The Wednesday Show morsels, like I was saying, these like these little hour-long things. Um, I've been putting those on SoundCloud. I'm just like oh. spreading my stuff all over the place. But well, you should put them on um, all of them. But yeah. It's it's all at DJ Morse Code, and those are Got on it. SoundCloud, and those are like little themed long things. So right now, if you were to go to my SoundCloud, there's like the first episode was like all Mad Lib production. The second episode was like uh, funk breaks. Um, there's an episode up there now. It's like all-time favorite beats where I'm just doing a lot of scratching and um, running some doubles and stuff like that, doing some, yeah. uh, some live blends on there. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, between, between the home time archive on Mixcloud, the Morsels archive on Soundcloud, the Pools album coming out. Um, and then basically, yeah, Going back to the recording thing on Twitch, it's like I just I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let that archive live on Mixcloud because I feel like I don't need to add any more to that right now. Like, there's like ten episodes on there. Yeah, yeah. And then now on my Twitch, I'm just like, I'm like, if this if I put this out as a mix on Mixcloud, I would sound like insane because I'm just like, thanks for the bits. I know. Yeah, coming through with the stuff. No, that's why you gotta (laughs) maybe
0: figure out the other way to record it. One extra mix. We're getting raided, and then like it's funny
1: to think about somebody who's not on Twitch, like. Like, right. oh, like, uh, there's a new mix on Mixcloud. Like, I'm going to listen to this, like, while I go for a drive. And then they're, like, driving and they're like, right. what the fuck is this person talking about? Yeah,
0: it's definitely, like, <laughs> listening from another galaxy. Like, what do they yeah. do in that world?
1: So that's basically it. I, like, um, you know, Dope. just, yeah, spread out across all platforms. And, yeah, that's, like, creatively all the stuff that's been happening.
0: Amazing. Well, oh, and. Yeah, what? And. Uh, tell us, the, tell us. The, the,
1: the all vinyl pop-ups have gotten a great response. Um, oh. So I'm probably just going to keep, keep doing that. Um, shout out to my dude Induce at Paradise City Records, which is like two blocks from me and is like one of the first like real live like outings I've actually gone on in, in recent times. I started going through my whole record collection and kind of figuring out stuff that I want to trade. And I started like I went to Paradise City Records like twice last week. And hung out there for like hours. Um, man, did that feel good to like yeah. go digging to go digging again? Oh my gosh, it was the best feeling. And I, so I traded some stuff. I've I've been like kind of upgrading my collection and kind of documenting the whole thing uh, with these pop-ups and the heads. The heads have been coming through for sure. Uh, there's been people like coming out of the woodwork, like getting a great response to that. So yeah. So yeah, that's that's everything that's happening right now. Dope, Um, dude. All that along with the occasional guest set. I just did, like you were saying, a Marvel's party. That was super fun. Shout out to DJ Marvel. Um, Doing the NYC dope thing tomorrow. So, yeah, you know, just keeping it moving.
0: Yes. Um, Yeah, I'm sure people could check the archive of the NYC Dope because this will come out a little bit after uh, you do that. But this comes out Wednesday and you're doing that on Tuesday. So go back and peep the archive. It happened yesterday. Um, (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't
1: live right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, eventually this might be on Twitch where you could be live. But for now, we're (laughs) pre-recorded. But yeah, I mean, yo, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like you dropped so many gems on us. We got to know Um, you better. Thank really you really so appreciate much. Appreciate it. Appreciate um, you. So yeah, I mean, I you know, you already kind of gave us that final word, but is there any kind of end final word you want to tell everybody out there?
1: Gosh. I don't know, just like Spread love.
0: <laughs> Spread love. We love it. All right, yo. Well, let's get out of here before your phone dies. And uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, Morse Code on the Twenty Podcast. Go follow this guy. Go Salute. see him online. Take classes from him. Sub to his channel. <laughs> Go to his Mixcloud Select and all that. Support this dude. He's a real one, and he's doing it. So, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Spider. Appreciate you. Shout out to Beat Source. This is a great thing you're doing.
0: Thanks, dude. All right. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Peace. All right. Later, y'all. And that was The 20 with DJ
2: Spider.